We're back again for another episode of Pursuit of Purpose. I'm joined, as always, with none other than the... What was the nickname? Investigator. Investigator. Yeah. Cody Jewelerit. Jane Dobre. What? That's hello in Polish. Polish? Yeah. Yes. I surprised you because you guys thought I was going to do... Um, was it Romanian or Russian? Russian. Yeah. I, you had listened to like 15 different languages before this episode, so yeah. <laughs> we were guessing. Yeah. We had no idea. Yeah. Boom. Surprise. Boom. Say it again. Can you say it again? Jean Dobre. Oh, my. I mean, he he says it so well, too. I mean, in, in his perfectly English accent. <laughs> it sounds so Polish. <laughs> Jean Dobre. <laughs> Uh, we got Nelson Combs on the keys again. Thank you for being here, sir. Of course. Happy to be here. Uh, and then uh, Nathan Luke is sitting in the corner like a creeper. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have nothing to say to that. <laughs> True that. And we have a very special guest, um, Greg Abbott. Uh, thank you for joining us, sir. My pleasure. I do not feel like I'm a very special guest because you say that with every single one of your guests. Do I? <laughs> you do. Do I? Yeah. Oh, you do. man. You got to change it up. So, yeah. okay, what can I say? A not so special guest. <laughs> there we go. That makes me special. <laughs> average. <laughs> We've got an average guest today. <laughs> when you're a little above average guest. <laughs> I got to say, though, it is special. Because not too many people will come and have a conversation with us, so it is it is kind of special in that manner. Um, but no, we actually it's uh, it, it, it's funny we we were kind of kicking around some ideas for the episode today, and uh, um, Greg and uh, myself and and Nate and Dad were at a uh, golf outing. A farm one. A farm golf outing. Yeah, we did win. First place. First place. Brought home some idols. Yes, we did. Nice. Yes, we did. Uh, we're not going to tell you the score because we're not proud of that part of it, but we did win. So the competitors were all 80. <laughs> Farmers that <laughs> had rusted clubs. Yeah. What was the uh, what was last place score? Oh, 36 over. 36 over. That would have been me. <laughs> Cody... A you shot by yourself scramble. the other day and didn't shoot 36 over. Oh, well, yeah. That's, <laughs> after the first two holes, I thought I was going to. <laughs> but yes, we uh, and we got to talking about things. actually had a lot of really good conversations uh, throughout that day. And one of them came up that came up was um, the use of time and... Uh, and and how we use our time and I'm actually I'm I'm really I'm gonna let Greg kind of lay this out and we'll just kind of flush this out as we go. Um, just just what is the best and highest use of your time? And I think it's one of those things uh, that we all should consider. And I think it's something, especially you know, living in in a time like we are right now, where in some ways we have less time and in other ways we have a lot more time <laughs> um which is strange and good and bad and everything in between um and so talking about how to use that and and the best way to use that you know uh is is a, is a really important thing uh so greg with with uh um with that said kind of lay out maybe how you came to really kind of thinking about this yourself and um and 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 just that that question that you started to ask yourself and 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 kind of how that transpired and then even kind of where it's taken you from there great happy to so i own a, a couple businesses and um i um hire a business coach and this business coach is helping me each week um grow the business um, try to process what's going on, what needs to happen, how to be a better leader. And in doing so, um, I was discussing hiring some people to, to take over what I'm doing so that I could focus on other tasks that I thought were important at the time. 
And she, her name's Julia, says to me, uh, I, you know, Greg, I, I really don't think that that is the highest and best use of your time. And it kind of, it kind of hit me like, well, I mean, I'm hiring you and you're telling me like not to do this thing that needs to be done because it does need to be done. But I never considered the highest and best use of my time. I am a, um, this is a Christian po- podcast, right? Right. I'm a cheap person <laughs> that always likes to do it yourself or um, not hire somebody to do something for me, right? And when you, when you run a business and you want to lead people um, into making money, and when you've worn every single hat that you can, started it from a third generation company and wore every single hat, you know, you were the salesman, you were the one who designed it, you were the one who sold it, you were the one who estimated it, you were the one who went and put the sign in, um, to now having 27 employees and I'm no longer touching the signs. The only thing that I'm still in is the sales side of things and the estimating side of things. And even that is too much for me to handle now. So it's kind of a hard pill to swallow, right? But when, when she said the highest and best use of your time, I applied it to the business in, in context. I think it's important to understand the context of it. She was saying the highest and best use of my time in business, right? Hire somebody to do it, hire an outside firm to do it. And you focus on the tasks that only you can do to grow the company, right? And typically that's the, that's the goal of a company is to make the most money, you know, to facilitate the lives of the ownership and the people working there and the clients that you serve, right? So in that context, it's a really smart question. But for some reason, God had, has kept on having that run in my head just continually on, on repeat, on repeat, on repeat. What is the highest and best use of your time? What is the highest and best use of your time? And this happened about a week ago. And um, since then, I started to process some just values. What am I forgetting? What am I, what am I doing right now that um, may not be the highest and best use of my time? So I started playing things out through the family. And I realized that although since the pandemic happened, when, when did it happen? March? Second week of March, I yeah. think, is when America shut yeah. down. So second week in March, um, I started working from home because I have the ability to. Um, so did my front office staff. The back office staff um, continued to work, right? And we became busier than ever as a business, which is great. That's, that's what you're in business to do. But while I'm with my family, my two boys, Grayson and Pierce and Megan, my, my most wonderful wife. Um, Plug. There we go. Um, I realized that the quality time with them has not been there. Right? So although I'm spending almost 24 hours a day, seven days a week with them, I don't remember the last time I went out and threw ball with my boys. Besides before a baseball game because I signed up to coach. You know, so I had a responsibility. So I had to be there for that. But so immediately I booked a trip. We're leaving tomorrow. Um, I don't know when this podcast comes out, but um, we're leaving to go on a trip to spend time together as a family. You know, so just just that question in the business, I started processing things and started thinking about it, and it's already changing my decisions now. Yeah, like we are busier than ever in the business, and me to step away for a week seems ridiculous. However. My priorities should be God, family, and then everything else. Yeah. And it's easy to get your priorities out of whack, right? It's easy to um, maybe misinterpret the time, misinterpret your actions, right? So one of them is the highest use of your time, but also the best use of your time, right? So me choosing to be dad instead of just a coach to my boys they need a dad like i'm gonna coach them but i gotta be their dad first yeah 
you know, and to my wife to be a helpmate, absolutely, but to be her lover and to be her, somebody who looks after her emotionally and spiritually and, um, she needs that from me. Um, and sometimes I think I'm just a provider. If that makes sense. No, absolutely. So I'm processing all of this stuff and, um, there's so much in it. You know, Jesus had 24 hours in a day, just like us. He didn't have a special time warp that he could pause time and go around healing a bunch of people and changing things. He chose to take on the finite, finite restrictions of this world to show us what it's like to live with an infinite spirit in us. And I think our battle and my battle that I'm facing right now, and honestly, I'm taking a rest from everyday work to go process it. So I'm in the middle of processing. I haven't figured this thing out, right? But I'm in the middle of processing. Those always make the best podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Could have waited a week and came back with answers. Well, you don't have the answers. (laughs) (laughs) But but how how do you live in the tension of knowing that you're human, but yet the same spirit who raised Jesus from the dead is living in us? And the same mission that Jesus had to seek and to save the lost of this world is actually our mission too. So we have this big mission, but we're not mission people. Like we're people that are on mission, but that's just not our whole purpose. God delights in us. You know, he wants us to rest. You know, the first day that we were, we were made Adam and Eve, the first, the first day of their existence was the seventh day to rest. Then they worked. They were made for work, but they rested first. And we can get so out of whack in life, um, in our relationships, and even going to church and doing church activities where we fail to connect in a way that matters. Does that make sense? No, I I agree. And, Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, as, you know, when you brought that up and as I kind of processed it, you know, today and... Um, one of the things that came to mind and I thought this would be a, you know, a good way, you know, just as you've kind of laid some of that stuff out to, to start is, is even just to say like, okay, like where are areas that we feel like we fall short in that? And I feel like that's something like we could even like go around the room and like, you know, you know, you know, we, we know we are called to this thing, you know, we are called to that highest and best. But what distractions could you get it to be the whipping boy? You always are. Like, Why am I always the whipping boy? <laughs> I think it's because you're a cop or a detective or an investigator. I think we should have a vote. Shouldn't Kevin go first <laughs> since it's his question? I asked him yesterday and he was blank. Yeah, I didn't say a word yeah, well, yesterday. Well, I'm not going to say a word. No. <laughs> uh, it's a podcast. It's going to be really boring if you don't say a word. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> but I thought, you know processing this ourselves even like what like where where do we fall short when it comes to our time like what are those things that we allow to be a distraction i think you know you brought up a key one greg you know work that one i think is one we could all say there are seasons of our work that absolutely come into play i know harvest and planting season you know, and then, you know, for, for like the church calendar, it's Christmas and Easter, yeah. right? I mean, those seasons are always, that is the focal point and everything else gets put on, you know, the back burner during that time. And, you know, I think our families adjust to some of those things. I know sales are a lot of times the same way. Like your families adjust to that and there's grace in that, but then one of the things that I found is most difficult is then re-engaging into that healthy lifestyle, you know, because that's what we call, you know, um, discipline in, in, you know, if you use a a a church term, yeah, right. Dirty word. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's, 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 it is a discipline. The reason it's called a discipline is because it is, it is a difficult thing to do. Um, so Cody, what, what, what do you think? Like, what, what is it for you? Like, where do you see that being a real struggle for you? I mean, work was the thought I was going to put out there, but mine's a little bit different perspective because 
because work can consume me in moments that are unpredictable. Yeah. Uh, because my job, I don't have an expectation of what's going to happen that day. Um, you know, I, I can sit here right now and then an hour later they give me a call and say there's a homicide, God forbid, you know, but, and so my family is put on the back burner a lot during those moments and times, you know, I came from night shift to this Monday through Friday schedule and it's been a blessing in and of itself. When I was working night shift, that really consumed me because I was living a complete opposite life than my family. I was sleeping when they were awake and I was awake when they were sleeping. Yeah. And my days off, I, I was trying to just catch up on sleep because you really don't ever get used to night shift life. So that really consumed a lot of my time. And it still does, not as much, but it can. And actually, when it does, it's worse as a detective than it was being a night shift cop. We had that homicide back in January. And I worked over 40 hours of overtime in just three, I think it was three days. No, four days. I'm sorry, four days. And, um, yeah, I didn't see my kids. I didn't see my wife and you know, we didn't connect. And so, you know, we, and like you said, you go through seasons and again, mine's unpredictable, but then we, me and my wife went on a date last night and at the end of it, we were like, this was the best day we've had in a long time. Just me and her, Yeah. you know, and we haven't done that in a long time Yeah. and we just kind of forgot. I think you go through that at times mm. and I had the most enjoyable time with her. It was like, I was dating her again. We had those butterfly, whatever the women call it, the the, the giddy feelings. You know, like you actually like each other Nate, in a, in what a moment. They, what they, you would know that probably. Yeah, he's what a, he's a school teacher. Yeah, boys. Uh, <laughs> let me let me just explain a few things to you. You're bringing the expert in for this uh, one. You're bringing the expert in here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding, Cody. Take it away again, man. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, like we actually were able to pretend we actually loved each other for about four hours. It was really cool. Yeah. And uh, we kind of recapped a long them. time. Yeah. Four hours. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. And so, because um, I'm just the average husband, you know, I'm not the special husband. So. <laughs> but, you know, I'd, I'd say, yeah, work. So. Uh, what about you, Nelson? Like, when you think about that time and maybe some of those ways that, like, you get distracted from the, the most important things in it's, life. It's, I mean, <clears throat> it's easy how much you, your mind can wander. Uh, one of the things that recently I've been, <clears throat> excuse me, um, well, I got the new iPhone 11 and it gives you that screen report. Oh yeah. Oh, it's the worst. And it shows up every <laughs> Sunday. Guilty. It's yeah. Sunday too. <laughs> yeah. It's afternoon for you. It's yeah. mornings for me. Oh. I'm sitting there like, you know, putting the final touches on the sermon. Pop. Oh. Yeah. And, it'll, <laughs> and it'll set you back. And you just like, you know, you look at that number where it says four hours, average of four, four and a half hours a day. Ooh. or whatever it is. And then where did that time go? And what did you, what did you gain out of that? Yeah. So that's kind of where, is I'm it like that. for you though, when you're on your phone, what, like what kind of stuff, what kind of stuff is it? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, what did you use that time for? Was it, you know, reading or was it watching videos? Yeah. You know, we've talked about this before, but, um, it can set you back as to see where you actually used your time. Yeah. And then if that was worth it or not. No, I agree, man. Nate. So basically like throughout this whole, really this whole year, I've, I've been trying to use one word to kind of dictate, you know, how I want to approach my family. And that's just balance, right? Balance between work, family. But then Greg was a total jerk yesterday. You're welcome. And <laughs> as usual. <laughs> Special and guest. I think the biggest thing I took away from our conversation yesterday, Greg, was you know, you brought up the word balance, right? Mm -hmm. um, but you kind of mentioned, you know, balance is kind of a bad word, right? Like it's kind of a cop out. Like we talk about, especially on this podcast, we talk about being radical, right? A mm -hmm. lot like that, that word gets brought up a lot. Radical. Um, we need to be radical for Christ, radical in our living for Christ. Um, and I, dude, I'm not going to lie. You got me thinking a little bit yesterday about, you know, even though I'm trying to balance things, I do need to be more radical in the way that I approach my family in the way that, um, in the things that I do with my family. Um, and when I'm with them, really be with them, you mm -hmm. know, not just be sitting right next to them, but working on something or thinking about something else, but really just being radical and enjoying that time with them and, 
you know, looking into the kid's eyes, looking in my wife's eyes and just kind of, you know, getting those giddies. There you go. If you will. Butterflies. That's, is butterflies. that the official term it's for It's like that? giddies. It feels like this. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to edit that out in the podcast later. <laughs> it's the stomach bubbles. <laughs> the giddies. Things have a clarification. <laughs> you know, I and and I would say, you know, as I thought about it, one of the things that, that I felt like, it, you know, there are seasons and, and there's very little I can do about, about that from a work standpoint, you know, um, you know, there are three of us trying to operate, you know, a farm that we could easily have three or four other employees to help us do. And so when it's, when it's like go time, it's 16, 20 plus hours a day. Like mm-hmm. that's what it is. Kind of like when you're on a case, I mean, yeah. it's just nonstop. And I know Greg, you've talked about those moments or, you mm-hmm. know, just, I mean, it just happens with all of our jobs. I know even Nate, you had, you know, that situation when you were making masks and stuff and it was dude, like your life was crazy at that point. And I, and I thought about that and, and that's, something my wife has given me a lot of grace in. She's been amazing. You know, I know early years it was tough, but like as, as time has gone on, it's just become a part of, you know, our identity in our home and a good thing we, we and and that's the great thing about a family farm is, you know, Paul's there with me you yeah. know, a lot of that time or Nora. Of course I can't hardly get Nora in a tractor. <laughs> she, she don't like it too much. Mama don't either, but, blame him. <laughs> but Paul would be there all day. Um, but I, I thought about more so for myself, it's that I have to keep my mind occupied all the time. And whether it be, you know, a game on my phone or looking at Facebook or um, listening to a podcast or listening to a, a book or, you know, uh, you know, a, a novel or, I, you know, just all, it's just that. I can't, I don't have time where I really just slow down and try to hear from God, you know, and, and really take the time to do those, to those, those disciplines that are, that are tougher to do. Even reading the Bible can become kind of a busy thing. You know, it's okay. I'm doing this thing. I got it out of the way. Now I'll listen. I mean, my schedule, what I usually try to do in my, in my daily rhythm is, you know, start out listening to some worship. Kind of like church, you know, I kind of use church as the example. You listen to worship, then I'll listen to, you know, a podcast or a sermon or something like that, you know, and do some study time. And then the rest of the time is kind of, you know, I can use it however, and I use it in a lot of different ways. But I find myself just having to have a constant noise in my life. And that's where I felt like I've really failed, you know, more recently you know, is that, is needing that constant noise, whether it be I get home and I have to flip the TV on and have the background noise even of it, you know, Mm -hmm. even if I'm not even paying attention to what's going on, but to slow down, it almost becomes a nuisance to slow down and like really spend time with the kids. Dad, come out and jump on the trampoline. I wouldn't have to exert a bunch of energy to go do that. If I Mm -hmm. just went out there and was just there with them, you know, then that would appease them. But those things become a nuisance for the noise that I need to have in the background of my life, Mm -hmm. you know, or even at the forefront of my life. And that's where, you know, it's really convicted me kind of in thinking about the highest and best use uh, of my time and my capacity really Mm -hmm. uh, in, in those areas. Capacity. That's interesting because that's, we're finite. We weren't, none of us are Superman. We're just not. That's that's a hard pill to swallow for most most Americans. We can't have it all. We can't do it all. Um, and I think, I mean, and I, this is where I've seen that play, you know, into this conversation too. You know, when when you're when you're young, uh, Paul, you know, at four year old, four years old, has no like ability to understand his time on this earth and what that means. But as we get into high school and and we start thinking about our future more, we start thinking about all these dreams about what we want to go and do and how we want to go and do it. And we look at that and we say, we've got all the time in the world. 
it's why we live recklessly, you know, at mm-hmm. that point in our life, you know, outside of the fact that, you know, when you get older and your knees start hurting and you look at a five foot jump off of a trailer and you think, oh, that's going to hurt. Like, <laughs> you know, when you're younger, you don't think about that, right? Like it's a, but, but it is like that, that, that idea of being young and feeling like you have forever. And then the struggle of, of thinking, okay, well, what does it, what does it mean that I have to live, not that I go do this thing and in a year from this it brings fruit. Yes, there is that too, you know, in our lives. But biblically, like we see over and over again where it says, hey, listen, you're not living for that. You live here and now in what you're doing in these moments that you have. And because of growing up and having that mentality as we're young and coming out of that, like it really, it, it becomes difficult not to think of, well, I'll finish that project tomorrow. I'll do that thing next year. You know, when I get to this place, because I know if I do these things and I check off these boxes, I'll be at this someday, you know, but that is not a good attitude to have if we're going to live the highest and best life, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that is, that's hard to break out of. I think it's really hard to break out of. I think it's interesting. You talk about Paul and his just being a child and embracing childhood for what it is. And, and it brings me back to what Jesus says. Truly, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. And I, I think, I think when you truly get to watch your kids enjoy a game or splash in a puddle, or I'm going to the beach, watching them just, just play, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just enjoying the time when they get to lay with mommy or daddy or, you know, watching a movie is a big thing for them, especially if we get to eat in front of the TV. You're like, oh yeah, you know, like, <laughs> you know, and, and we process it like, well, I can eat and watch a movie, so I'm combining multiple things. Like, yeah. so, but, but, but really, like, if you really look in, if you could see inside the heart of a child when they're just playing so innocently and all in it's amazing and it's also convicting when you think about Jesus saying unless you turn and become like children you won't enter the kingdom of heaven yeah you will never enter the kingdom of heaven isn't that crazy mm-hmm. but it is it's taking that you know that that attitude of all the things that we allow to distract us I mean you you talk about like living in a in a time where there's distractions. My goodness, I don't know that there's ever been a time that's had more distractions and and so much so that that what you see a lot of businesses shifting even, you know, their their models to is how can we soak up people's time? Mm-hmm. You know, clicking on this or doing this or looking at this or paying attention to this. I mean, that's that's what that's what businesses are trading on now. You mm-hmm. know, finance, you know, is 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 important. The bottom line is important. But at the end of the day, like, that popularity is going to generate that stuff. And so that's what they're going after more than anything mm-hmm. is it's attacking that in our, in our culture and in our lives more than anything else. I mean, Facebook is the perfect example, right? You, you're, you're driving, you know, you know, through town, you, you decide to flip up flip your phone on while you're stopped at a, a red light or a stop sign and bad boy. Yeah. Something comes up that has, that is a store right there on that or, you know, an email pops up or something like that. I mean, again, they're trying to rob us of that and, and by and large, they're doing it. They're getting it done. Mm-hmm. So with, I mean, you know, you think about those things like in those pitfalls, where, like, where do you think, you know, I'm, and I'm just opening this up, you know, Greg, as you brought this question up, and I know you've processed this more than any of us, you know, like, what are, what are those areas where you hear God saying, like, calling you back into that rhythm that is 
that is where God wants us? Where where do you where do you hear that? Where do you sense that? And then I you know I think I think on a personal level, where do you sense that? And then maybe more general for a culture, where do you sense that? Um, yeah, I think I'll leave the question at that. I think for me, where I'm sensing it in multiple areas truly is in leadership. In leadership, you're truly only a leader if people follow you. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter position, but it's if people follow you. And good leaders define culture, right? And that organization or that family um, basically goes how the leader goes. So when I look at my business right now, I had my production manager beat around the bush that basically we're burning out. Like our best employees are complaining and they never complain. That You know, we're, we're, we're overworking, we're doing too much, uh, you know. But that's how I'm feeling inside too. Yeah. But, you know, I, I didn't flip this around to, to see if my wife and my kids were feeling the same way too. Hmm. But they are, right? So for me, honestly, I have to get me right. I got to get me right. Um, so that's where I'm focused at right now. And when I say me right, I believe that Jesus didn't live a balanced life, going back to what, what Nate said. Um, but he lived an integrated life. He lived an all out, fully committed to the mission life, but he also had, had understanding and wisdom beyond what we understand right now. Not that it's not available to us because I think it is, but we just choose not to listen to that wisdom, listen to the spirit, lead us and guide us. And also he knew the father's heart. So I think he could enjoy going to a wedding and having fun. I think he could enjoy sitting at a well while his people went and, you know, his disciples went and got food for him. I think, I think he could rest way better than we could rest. I think he took a nap when the storm was coming on a boat, you know, like, so if I'm, if I'm the leader of that group, heck no, you know, in, in comparison, I'm not taking a nap on the boat. But that was the highest and best use of Jesus's time at the time. But yeah. we we don't well, think yeah. that, right? We don't. We think we're we're infinite superhuman beings that we can just we can power through, man. But if we could learn Jesus's rhythms, if we could learn, um, what does the message say? The unforced rhythms of grace. That is the life that I want to follow. And in following, when my boys follow after me, when people at my, my business are defined, the culture is defined by how I live my life, they will learn a different way of living their lives too. So I think, I think, I mean, that, that almost answers the question, what is the highest and best use of my time? Absolutely. I got to get that right first. You, you know, we all have different, different capitals, different meaning, you know, we've got a spiritual realm, we've got emotional, we've got a relational, we've got physical realm, we've got, um, financial that matters. Right. Um, I think those are some of the biggest that we need to worry about, but if spiritual is not right, nothing else is going to be right. Right. And if relational is not right, the rest of it's going to suck. It's not going to be worth, you know, doing right. Um, you know, through this time I've not worked out. I'm about ready to start a gym and I'm going to be the flabbiest guy there. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you better stay at your home gym until you get like <laughs> swole and then walk in. <laughs> get you some Lloyds. <laughs> you got a hookup? No. <laughs> no. I wish. <laughs> no, but I, th- I think <clears throat> when you get spiritual correct and it's never going to be perfect, but you're able to focus on it, then you care about the relationships around you. And you care in, in the way that Jesus cared about us and that he, he gave his life, not just to save us, but to show us what it's like to live as a loved and beloved son or daughter. I think embracing that grace and, and embracing the 
the unforced rhythms of grace. I think embracing rest. You know, your dad mentioned some things yesterday, Kevin. We had a few really good conversations. I don't think you heard all of them, but um, I really like your dad. I, I try to ignore most of the things my dad says. <laughs> <laughs> but he was he was saying rest, and he was insinuating, I think you guys shut down your, your farm on Sundays. Yep. You know, there, there's, a, there's a part about focusing on God one day of the week or focusing on the rest that we all need that kind of recalibrates us for the rest of the time. And that's a rhythm. That's a discipline. Absolutely. That's so hard it to is. do. Discipline is a dirty word, you know, for most of us because it's hard. You know, discipline sucks and not, none of us are going to be perfect at discipline, right? But if our spiritual eyes are good, if we're connected to the Father in a way that we know we're beloved, and we know we're human too, so we know we have this infinite love, but we also have this finite you know, amount of time on this earth, and we are human, and we're going to mess up, but we're okay with that. We don't hold ourselves to a standard that's unlivable, right? I Do you think that sometimes we get caught up in this idea that we need this neon light kind of flashing here's what you are to do kind of from god let me let me explain what i'm saying so we were at camp a couple weeks ago and this is a good story for that one of the boys we were sitting around the campfire and you know he was one he's one that i know cody got pretty close to and and he was he was the go-to if we when we were talking about scripture or something like he could he could quote it he could he, I mean just you know he just really cares about that mm-hmm. and almost in tears he he said I would say not almost he was in tears as he said I want to know what God has for me what God wants for me and I remember just when when I really started to think about that through high school and even early in college like it was just this this fight within myself of god i don't have a direction god i don't know where you're taking me god i don't know what's going on god if you could just show me if you could give me the neon lights if you could just you know just just you know just make it so obvious to me and it would it would it would just ease my heart it would ease you know even my drive and what i'm going after and, and that's what i thought that's i mean that's really what i thought my prayer shifted later in life to God. I'm too dumb to figure this out, so fling the door wide open because <laughs> I can't. Because I'm never going to figure it out myself. Like only with you stepping in in this way, it, it shifted. But I, I feel like we want this. We want to make it so so complex mm-hmm. in how we seek what God is calling us to. When what I hear you saying and what I absolutely believe is, it's not that difficult it's it's actually very simple <laughs> you know and 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 i you know i love how you said it's it's learning who jesus is and then mimicking the way that he lived his life now there are absolutely things that jesus did you know that we're not going to do like there just are you know at least individually like we are not messiahs right mm-hmm. but discovering him on a deeper level and understanding him is really going to clarify, you know, how we're to live and the rhythms that are healthy and the things that we should really embrace. And it's not as complex as give me this neon lights purpose, God. It's really as simple as like just living for him, Mm -hmm. going after that, like putting people first, loving your wife, being a good father, you know, and, and, and and those are disciplines because they're difficult to do because we're so selfish and so self-driven, you know, to 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 meet our own needs and and what we want and how we want it. But those things, as we know, are never fulfilling in and of themselves. Mm-mm. And that's why you know you've always talked about your business model. I've heard it a hundred times. Like, and really, what your business model is is hey, listen, like people first. Like that's your business model. Like how can we create an environment where we can have. We can, we can help create health within the lives of the people that work here. 
you know, and when you're when you're when you're do when you're working a business not for my selfish gain and what I can get out of it, but what I can give others from this, mm-hmm. man, like that's just gonna be a blessing to you. You know, you're gonna feel good walking home. You know, I know Cody, you talked about, you know, even like that case that you had that it was a success from from a police standpoint, but yet your heart broke for a kid who's gonna spend you know, years in prison mm-hmm. and have to try to rehabilitate from that. Yeah. You know, that's the heart of God. And that's, and, and that's, you know, you saying, Hey, listen, like people first, like I, I want to love this person in spite of this. And I'm going to be there. You know, if he wanted to talk at that minute, like you would have taken him to the side and had a conversation. I yeah, mean, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, it isn't, I, I, we get caught up in, in this idea that it has to be this elaborate thing when God is just saying, hey, like you're yeah. like you're challenging here, Greg, like just take this moment for me mm-hmm. and take the next one for me. Mm-hmm. And it's not a batting average, you know? No. No, <laughs> no it's it's what are you gonna do in the next moment? Yeah. Not you're batting three hundred for the for the year and, and and so like you need to step it up a little bit, but it's okay, like maybe the year has been three hundred, but what's the next moment gonna be? You can only get to that next moment and make the right decision with the right posture and the right position. Yeah. You know, and that's that's where you have to evaluate. Somebody mentioned accounting earlier, counting of time, or I don't know if it was one of you guys, but um, it's probably that creeper in the corner. Yeah. Creep. But but I think I think that's the that's a thing, like it's healthy to evaluate. It's healthy to see that that notice come up on your phone. How long did I spend on social media? Are you <laughs> kidding me? And I need five more minutes, you know, just just in the hour to finish this other thing. And like, um, I think I think accounting for your time is a good first step to be in a position to hear from God in those moments and take a step. We're men and women of action. That's what, that's what we're called to do. We're not called to sit back and just go to church and, and live our lives for us. We're, we're called, each and every one of us are called. We have different gifted giftedness. We have different um, specific callings. Um, but we're all called to fulfill the mission of Christ. Christ started it. He's redeeming everything and everyone that he created. Right. And one day he'll redeem the whole earth. And um, I think, you know, we read where every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. And I'm really hoping that, you know, we as God's living body on this earth, figure it out before. (laughs) Before the end of my lifetime, where we can we can be light in such a dark world who we can be clarity in the midst of confusion because that's what we get right now. We can be, instead of fearfully minded people, we can be focused and driven and knowing that our eternity is secure. Yeah. You know, our, our, we're not scared of COVID. We're not scared of, you know, the riots. We're not scared of whatever is going on in this world. We're not scared to lose it all. When it comes to me, God's called me to be an entrepreneur to, to to basically build structures and systems. I'm kind of an architect of that. I don't like to I like to plant the field, but I don't like to water it or weed it or do anything else to it. <laughs> and I like a harvest at the end, but eh, you know, that's second secondary to I like starting things, right? Um But I know that about myself, right? So now that I know that about myself. How am I going to live my highest and best life? Not just the, the not just the use of your time, but how am I going to? And it's not. And again, it's not maximizing. It's not trying to bat a thousand. If we're talking about baseball, like Kevin is. Um, well, baseball's back, so we yeah, have. To, well, I mean, we have it's to good. say something about NBA's it. back. Yes, too, it is today. Sorry. Did they officially start tonight? Right now, six thirty. We're missing it. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. That's I'm time. Kind of short. All right, we're good. <laughs> Are the Lakers Thanks. playing? Thanks for coming. 
If the Lakers were playing right now, I would call off sick for this. <laughs> <laughs> they play at nine. Uh, yeah. So we got. So we got a few minutes. Yeah. We're yeah. Good. Okay. We're good. <laughs> the Greg, I, you know, when you when you say that, like, I was I was going through. And I was just looking at like a bunch of different scriptures that talked about, you know, just time and 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 how we're to live. And it's like here. Here's one. Here's an example. If if they were wise, they would understand this. Mm-hmm. They would discern their latter end. They would they would keep the mo- the end in mind. Uh, one, you know, hey, what is the best use of your time? Because your days, you know, are, are because the days are evil. You know, just talking about like, hey, like don't mm-hmm. don't be idle in this. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders. Make the best use of time. Over and over and over and over. This word wise wisdom Mm -hmm. kept coming up and i'm like okay like what does the bible mean in this like you know what it's talking about wisdom and it really goes back to some of the things you were saying and especially what you just what you just said which is like knowing the information first and foremost and then using that information to make the best choice based on that information. Absolutely. That was that's the idea mm-hmm. that the Bible's saying. With freedom. Yes. And liberty. And the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. So I you know, yeah. and I think, you know, so how do we get that? Well we get it through the Word of God. Mm-hmm. We get it through the Spirit speaking to us because He's alive and in our lives. We get it through conversations like this, you know? We get it by like focusing in on our job and understanding it in a better way by using life coaches, you know, for your business mm-hmm. to help you see things in a different way by trainings and, and being with people and, and learning from those who have been there and done that and respecting them, you know, as our elders and, 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 and the fact that, Hey, listen, yeah, they can't speak to every part of life because they didn't live during COVID mm-hmm. and they didn't live during Facebook and they didn't live with the distractions we have today, but, but they live with other things that, that we can learn and grow from. And it's taking that information, filtering your life through it, and saying, okay, how do I make the best choice from that? And that, I mean, that really kind of just put me back in my seat a little bit. Not that I didn't know that, but just that a lot of times when the Bible speaks about how to use your time, that word wisdom comes up a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot. Um, and I think it's a beautiful thing, too. I uh, I loved, as I was looking at, some of the some of the scriptures, this uh, Isaiah, and um, the the beginning of Isaiah, where you know you have the the big long introduction, and then Isaiah comes in, and then you have him kind of standing there before you know the angels, and 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 got you know he says immediately, "I'm a man of unclean lips," and you have this place where like the thing that he identified himself with. I'm a preacher. You know, that's that's who mm-hmm. Isaiah was. He's, I, you know, I'm a preacher. But yet, the thing that he was most gifted in, the thing that he was best at, the thing that he hung his hat on, was the thing that he felt most dirty about. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it just, it, it speaks to us like we do. We hang our hat on so many things that we can do in this life when, and this goes all the way back to what you said in the beginning, when the most important thing that I can do in my life is to develop and grow the relationship that I have with God to such a deep level that nothing else, you know, supersedes that in my mm-hmm. life. Yeah. That's a big deal. What were some passages that came up when, as you were been kind of looking at this? Like, what were some that have been really challenging? So, man, I go back to Romans 12 a oh, lot. I had that one written down too. <laughs> I, mean, I, was, I just I was going I was going there next. <laughs> so so oftentimes we stop at so let me just read it, but we, we kind of stop um in this first part, but I'm gonna go a little further because so um Paul says, I appeal to you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world. And other passages say, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And I think we stop there sometimes. 
but but I think going on um, speaks to the best use of our time, right? Sort of. For by grace given to me, I say, to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, which is really what Isaiah did, which you're talking about. Yeah. Each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not have all the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them, if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. The next little part is let love be genuine. And it talks about loving one another after that. But yeah, I, you know, and it, well, let me, let me, yeah, so go for it. the one I had in Erlen, cause I, I'm, I'm like you, like I had, I had written down in my notes, I had Romans 12, one through 21. <laughs> but I, I was reading through as I was reading through it. Yeah. Do not be slothful in zeal. Yes. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Listen to this. Be patient in tribulation. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my gosh, like what a message for us now, you know? Mm-hmm. Be patient in tribulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then be constant in prayer. And I, I got to tell you, man, like if there's an area where I feel like I fail, that's it. And like that, you talk about like modeling your life off of Jesus. Well, my goodness, that's all that guy did when he had free time, <laughs> you <laughs> <Yeah>, know? <it laughs> and and a lot of like the spiritual giants or even really successful people. I mean, I, I remember, you know, uh, if, if you like history at all, you know, just some of the guys, just the, the giants of, of, of history like carved out major time in their days just to spend in prayer. Yeah. And and that was, I always thought if I could do that, I could be like this great, you know, whatever. (laughs) And the reality is maybe like not from what I was thinking selfishly in that, but you can become great. Like Popeye eating spinach. (laughs) (laughs) Just open a new can. My forearms would get huge. (laughs) You know, Kevin, I think that is the case. It absolutely is the case, but prayer looks different for a lot of us. You're right. You're ADD. If you sit still and pray, it's not going to go real well. No, it doesn't. It's not going to be productive or fruitful. I'm not going to tell you some of the things that fly <laughs> through my mind. <laughs> but if you're walking or exactly. driving or driving in a tractor, you know, um, and praying, I mean, that could be your connection time. I think we get it messed up when we think, because religion has kind of told us this, you have to look this way. You have to read this type of Bible. You have to wear these certain clothes. You Mm -hmm. can't do this, but you must do that, right? You can't date this person. And if you do, it's got to be at this age. You know, we we have all of these rules and regulations. So we're kind of raised, especially if you're raised in the church. And to use your term, like it's extra biblical rules. It is. um, that, that, That a lot of times will drive that. It absolutely is. But I think... That's where knowing our identity in Christ as his beloved, and if we truly believe scripture, nothing can separate us from God, right? So why, right, there, there's, there's a constant in prayer that's great, but why worry if your mind wanders? Why be hard on yourself when you fall asleep while praying? You know what I'm saying? Because we are. We have this kind of, and I think we've all done it, this guilt, this, it's never enough. We can never do enough. Mm -hmm. We can never pray enough. We can never read enough. We can never be enough. Um, But if we come from a standpoint like Jesus came from, his father said before he was baptized, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He says the same thing to us. We're at, at his baptism. Jesus did his ministry after that time. But God was proud of him. It's the same with us. But I think we see in Jesus' life, he could live the life that he did because he came from a loved place. He always knew 
the father had his back. He always knew the father loved him and was going to be with him. Man, if we really thought that, and even if we went to prayer expecting for the father to talk to us and be with us, and we read, we read where Jesus is praying multiple times for the same thing, but he doesn't get it. You know, if you, if you think about before the cross, yeah, he, he prayed multiple times. Take this times. cup away. Yes. Um, so we know that Jesus wasn't answered in the way that he wants every time, right? But I don't think he he ever lost sight that the Father um, loved him, minus any deeds that he might have done, any ministry that he he could have he could have done. God loved him before that, and I think it's the same way with us. So, Kevin, I, I think it is important to do these things, but I think it's even equally important to know that it looks different for every single person. Oh, in absolutely, room, all five of us, and it's okay, like to have grace, and it's okay to not listen to religion that tries to make you conform to their version of what you should look like. Right. Is that does that make sense? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, we we don't have a lot of time left, but I I, I kind of wanted to kind of end on a practical note here, and I think we've dealt with some very practical issues. But I, you know, kind of we started off, hey, like here's where I'm at. Like, what would you guys say? Like, you know, as you process this, God is saying to change and to move in your life, like as far as time goes. Don't make me call on somebody. I was first last time. <laughs> oh, so you've had more time to think about it then? No. <laughs> uh, we'll just go around the room. But uh, I'd say where initially I feel about that is just I've been reading uh, in a devotional about prayer and how it's not a regimen and it doesn't have to go a specific script. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's times where I find myself in the car on the way to work at sunrise and it's just the perfect time of day. And to turn that into a prayer just a conversation with God is all it is. And, you know, something that kind of struck me when you were speaking earlier is that, that time is currency almost when you were talking about advertisements and like, that's what they're fighting for. Mm-hmm. So you, that was a, the word I was looking for too, Nelson. Why didn't you pop in with that? Well, you know, uh, but <laughs> you're on the keys. That's your job. <laughs> so, you know, like if you think of like, if you have this much in the bank, like, what are you going to spend that on? And so like, you've got to, I mean, I'm pretty particular about the way I spend my money. So how do I spend my time? And I think that's probably yeah. something to think about when you're when when you're in those moments. And I mean, I've got a an hour each way commute, so I've got plenty of time to to use my brain for something productive. I guess. Absolutely. I think I, you know. I, I sent you an email. I, I forget what it was during COVID because I was on twelves. And I remember just thinking, I'm like, man, Kevin gets to spend all day out in this, you know? And like, like what a cool place to be because yeah. it's just, I mean, I couldn't imagine being a farmer and doing that and having that in front of you every day. Yeah. And I think that's just an amazing experience. It is. It's a blessing. I, 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 I was, uh, I was, I get into the show Yellowstone and, uh, on that show, like, uh, um, the the main character, Kevin Costner, said they they say something about you know well we can pay you all this money and and the comment that they made and this absolutely speaks to my heart in this is it's the lifestyle it's not the money and and it absolutely is with that it's the lifestyle it's not the money it's being able to I mean this morning I was out in the sprayer and just I stopped in the middle of the field. I pulled my phone out, out and I read I read scripture while I'm looking I mean, just out at nothing yeah. except for green field and the woods in the background in the morning just as the sun's coming up. It was, yeah. It's a beautiful thing, man. So I'm going to start this off by saying my favorite, one of my favorite movies is Fight Club. <laughs> Edit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but Fight Club has a lot of great themes in it. You know, it's it's kind of a it's this a movie of a, debauchery, but this it's is got not a lot a of great things or a recommendation. This <laughs> is correct. Just this is not a this is not a recommendation, but yeah, it is an Amazon Prime account. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one one of the my favorite scenes in that movie was where um, Tyler Durden, he's kind of the main character in the movie, and and his alter ego, who's Brad Pitt, he's this good looking dude. Um, he doesn't have a care in the world. They're driving down the interstate and he lets go of the wheel, right? And 
the whole the whole time that he lets go of the wheel, the other guy in the passenger seat is freaking out. Okay, and all, the whole time, Tyler Durden, Brad Pitt, he's he's saying just let go, right? So like, <clears throat> I kind of like I kind of like that imagery. You know, obviously they they crashed after that, but we won't get into that part. <laughs> uh, that doesn't help the, the your, your right. It doesn't it doesn't help yeah. my point. That's yeah, yeah. I'm trying to leave it out. Um, but but I like that because I think I'm I'm a little bit of a control freak. I freak out about the littlest things, um, and that that's something that I'm I'm trying to do better on and pray on a lot more. It's just being less of a control freak and just giving it to God. And essentially just, you know, trying to wake up in the morning and say, or ask God, you know, God, what do you have planned for me today? How, how am I going to go out and be that person to represent you as best I can? Um, but first I got to let go of all the control stuff that I have in my life. Right. Um, so yeah, maybe that was a really, really bad analogy and, and really terrible, bad start to but that. But we get the point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for your words of encouragement, like always, Kevin. I'm not going to watch that movie. Uh, for me, I would say the priorities, and Greg mentioned it earlier, and I was, I'll allude to that, is God and then my family and then everything else after. And, and I brought this up earlier in the fact that when Paige and I went on that date last night, how how much we enjoyed that and we forgot and i'm, I'm not going to read the text she sent me cuz it's uh not appropriate <laughs> but this is a pg podcast but i'll summarize it and say that she really enjoyed that date and she said we need to make that a priority you know and um i said you're right i think we've kind of missed that recently mm-hmm. and so and i it wasn't just her saying i think that was god sent yeah we needed that moment cuz we wasn't supposed to do that yesterday and it was just kind of a quick decision and we went with it and again it was the best day we've had super quick four hours yeah we uh but yeah i mean i I think that i think that he's just talking about you know for me it's it's priorities of life you know i get so wrapped up in a lot of other things and and and, uh, involved in things and i would just say the priorities and my family and being like what we've said this a hundred times on this podcast because of chad hodson but being present where my feet are, but making sure where my feet are, Mm -hmm. are where they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's where I think I need to focus more and what he's telling me. Mm. Absolutely. I think think for me, it's presence, honestly. Um, Just talking about the prayer. I remember praying um, in my car coming from Sabina to Wilmington, and it was a rough time in our life, honestly. And, I was just praying for, for multiple things and my mind all of a sudden as I'm praying went to business. It went to, you know, organizational structure and, you know, not just on paper, but in practicality. And, you know, I, I kind of woke up from, I would, thought I was praying, but I was really kind of daydreaming and I'm like, Oh God, I'm sorry. Like I, I don't know why my mind goes this way when I'm, when I'm trying to connect to you. And I remember him very clearly saying to me, Greg, that's, that's not your thoughts. Those are my thoughts for you. And you don't get that without presence. You got to be present with God to hear from him. You got to be present with your wife in order to connect. You got to be present with your children in order to really get to know them and know what makes them tick, um, to be able to help lead them to their best life too. Um, I just want to be present. I want to be that, the guy always looking for a party. You know what I mean? I can, I can find happiness in a party at, in, in, in any circumstance. Um, I think taking advantage like Cody, you and you and Paige did taking advantage of an afternoon and turning it into something that was, was wonderful. Like those are around us all the time. But sometimes I'm too preoccupied with mission to um, to grab onto it. Mm-hmm. Ephesians 5, uh, 15 and 16. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise. There's that word again. Making the best use of time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, 
but understand what the will of the Lord is. Um, I, I mean, that's it, good fellas. Like it's it's knowing what He's speaking to our hearts, and then going after it, being men and women of action. Mm-hmm. Greg, thanks, man, for just Pleasure. being being an average guest. You're welcome. <laughs> I might be the most challenging and disrespectful. <laughs> no, man, this was uh, this was really good. It was a good discussion. I think timely, huh? Huh? Uh, See what I did? Yeah. See what I did? Huh? Can't get one pie. <laughs> well, yeah. I think it's time to end it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I, I think it was a blessing and something definitely like, even though I would say wasn't at the forefront of, of my heart has been extremely challenging to process and, you know, has, has, has been a very important thing to process, I think right now. So good. Thank you again. Well, um, that's it. So this is us signing off. I forgot the language, so I'll just say bye. Bye.